0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and...
1: Mon! Good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Mon. How's it going? Going good. Yeah, what are you grateful for? I'm
0: grateful that uh, you made it to work.
1: By the skin of a Whichever day it is <laughs> Yes indeed Oh I'm grateful that it's Again It's Friday And we're like about it? to hit the weekend Even though People listening to this right I'll now i have a new
0: week's resolution For you next week
1: oh, Does it involve donuts?
0: Uh, no. Uh-huh. It involves being at work on time.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Friday, and I'm happy it's Friday because I'm happy the weekend's coming. Although our delayed broadcast listeners know about? that they're delayed broadcasters. That's
0: right. What's this about donuts anyway?
1: Yeah, nothing. Not, nah, we have we have an interesting interview today. Um, we have a uh, uh, ex copper who's joined us in the studio today, Daniel, and uh, we talked about donuts for a while. <laughs>
0: We know this because we're profits, right?
1: Yeah. No, we know because we've already finished recording this show. And hey, if you want to join the live show, which is always an optimal place to be, jump across via the TuneIn app, just download the free version and make sure you get the free version because yesterday, Lyle, Yes. yesterday I went and visited a friend oh, no. of mine. Oh, no. And she had downloaded the TuneIn app to her phone and she'd accidentally gotten the paid version, which is like $15 a month as a subscription-based. It took me an hour to figure out how to unsubscribe her. Ouch. It's possible. It's painful. It involved me calling support, (laughs) Uh, but we managed to get there. So definitely get the free version of Tune app. It works exactly the same. Do not
0: click any buttons where it says, do you want a one month free subscription because followed by
1: 12 months of paid the only thing you want to
0: click is the little X the
1: little X that says no none of this Um, search for Faith FM Australia once you get there and add us to your favourites or of course you can go to a website which is faithfm.com.au and at the top you can just press play on the live stream on our website and then you'll be on the live show and you can answer the quiz and win the prize and get the giveaway and all kinds of good stuff oh Lyle do we have time to tell them about the giveaway that we're doing
2: this is
1: the one that's valid for delayed board listeners and all the kind of listeners as well. Absolutely. Everybody gets so, this giveaway. We have a hundred free copies of Nature's Superfoods, Simply Natural, Super Healthy. It's a beautiful cookbook, Has uh, covers 28 superfoods and recipes for each of them. Uh, you can get a copy of this very simply. It has mushrooms in it. not don't, don't <laughs> press that mushroom button. I will start <laughs> ranting again.
2: <laughs>
1: if you want to copy of this book, just go to YouTube. It's youtube.com. Find us. We're Faith FM Australia. Do a little search. Subscribe to us, and with your subscription, we will get uh, sent a notification, and we will automatically send you one of these books. There so there
0: you go. First hundred people to subscribe, subscribe to the Facebook, the Faith FM
1: YouTube channel. YouTube channel, yes. Uh,
0: get and it free. more than
1: half are already gone, so you got hurry.
0: Yep, absolutely. To we, will, we just 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 subscribe. It's all you need to do, and we will be in contact with you. We love you guys. Enjoy the show.
2: What wondrous love is this, oh my soul, my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul? What wondrous love?
0: Back, guys. You're listening to Jaden Lavek with Wondrous Love here on Faith FM, and as we kick off the day's show, as we always do, we have a quiz coming your way. What is our first clue there, Mon?
1: This is a what number of my quiz? Um, I, I want to say it's it's uh I guess uh, easy to medium in that range. I don't make it too hard because it is Friday, and whose brain is not turning to putty on this day? But the first clue. At the Lord's command, Isaiah walked around stripped and barefoot this many years. Look at confusion on Lyle's face. He's picking up the pen. He's going for his pad. He's writing down the wrong number. Ah. Yes.
0: Oh, no. It was Isaiah. Isaiah. It was Isaiah. I'm singing Ezekiel. Isaiah. I got confused Not Ezekiel. With
1: Ezekiel. Isaiah. Well, All right. Okay. Give us a call if you know the answer and if you can get it right before Lyle gets it right, I'm going to send you two prizes. Double prizes if you get it before yep, Lyle. I have
0: no idea at this stage. I can tell you how long uh, Ezekiel went around um Stripped for, but um, not Isaiah.
1: Mm -hmm. Give us a call. 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM if you get it right. Double prizes. And uh, time for you to look up the story of Isaiah. Mm. There
0: you go. Okay, Mon, what have we got in positively different news this morning?
1: I I have a really cool story about an industry that is tackling homelessness Mm -hmm. and doing it in a most interesting way, in a way that I didn't know was a thing. So this is uh, the real estate industry. The real estate industry the real estate tackling industry homelessness, getting involved in homelessness. and You know when you think about it. Hang on, that probably makes sense because you know homes, homeless. No, it doesn't
0: make sense <laughs> because real estate is. They're trying to sell the money. Yeah,
1: yeah, tons of money. Okay, well, I mean, this uh, it's actually a really simple solution, and not only does it tackle homelessness, it tackles. Um, uh, unemployment rates, so it's like combine the two together and uh, and tacking them on both at the same time. So the guy who's behind it is a guy called Chris Finley, and he's a bit of a mastermind behind this revolutionary uh, non-profit, and it's called Shelters to Shutters. And uh, and I didn't realize this happens. There's a lot of stuff that happens in real estate that I'm not aware of. So, uh, the program has a simple premise. So, apparently, many real estate companies, they offer discounted and sometimes free rent to their property managers and their staffers who live on their properties and housing complexes. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I didn't realise that either. Never heard that before. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. Um, anyway, so as a means of like providing income and hel- housing to the homeless, uh, this company, Shelters to Shutters, is partnering with private companies and non-for-profits um, um, by connecting them with people who live in poverty, and uh, and so what they do is like when they have like you know hiring fairs, often like job fairs, you know where people go to try and get jobs and stuff like that in multiple cities. Uh, this non for profit simultaneously connects the homeless with the housing managers, and then uh, also helps persuade uh, real estate companies to participate in the program to train and hire these homeless people. So they're both getting a job in real estate. And they're getting uh, in on this free housing that real, that real estate managers are, are taking advantage of. So they're both being trained, employed, and housed in one fell swoop. And the that's cool th- pretty cool. Yeah, and the cool thing is because it's not really a handout. Like it's not like it's a the real the real estate company itself is not a charity company, right? It's still a business. And uh, and so their um, their turnover rate is apparently just phenomenal. Like it's just it's just so good they have hardly any people who are returning uh, back to like re-entering homeless aid services so it's it's, it's working even better than anything they've tried before um, So and there is a bit of a stigma you know about what they call rough sleepers mm-hmm. the first thought if you have like a house that you're trying to sell and there's a bit of dead time in between the last thing you'd probably think of is hey let's stick a homeless bum in here because you probably think you know it's going to get wrecked or yeah, yeah that's or right." I
0: actually moved into an apartment once in Denver Colorado mm-hmm. and it had been vacant for about four months and uh, yeah homeless uh, homeless guy moved in yeah and been living there and they had to um they had to completely re carpet and paint the entire place yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it had been trashed
1: mm-hmm. yeah so that's there is a lot of so, stuff so with that but uh,
0: but i guess by what 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 you what you do here is that um, you would have condi- rather than them just moving in yep. and trashing the place. You've got conditions; they've got to keep the place clean and all that kind of stuff. That would be right. different from somebody just because making themselves at home.
1: Because it's yeah, it's not just somewhere for them to sleep. It's now part of their job,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, and so they're finding that the the industry the usual turnover rate is fifty percent, but with the employees that are hired through shelters to shutters, the retention rate has been eighty seven percent. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. So Whoa. um. Uh, when when they when they um, combine business with uh this this uh, non-for-profit apparently it breaks down a lot of barriers and um and so yeah so 70 percent uh sorry not 93 percent have not entered uh re-entered homeless aid services which is just it's just astronomical. It's just yep. such a high number. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for an example of how this works, there's a fella. Um, he was one of the success stories. He's uh, a war veteran. His name is Anthony Perrier. Um, and after he left the military, he worked in the hospitality industry for years. But um, unfortunately, the cost of living got too high and he found himself homeless, you know, no place to live. And, uh, and so he, he linked in with Shutters to Shelter, Shelter shelters to Shutters. And uh, he was hired as an assistant service technician and given secured housing. So since then, he's been um, promoted to to service tech position, and basically he's in charge of fixing up old apartment units. So, you know, when we think of real estate, we often just get pigeonholed into thinking, oh, it's just... um, it's just like, you know, selling a house. But there's so many more different positions and different uh, aspects to real estate. So, he's he's basically working as a caretaker, fixing up apartment units all over the city and, uh, and, and you know, simultaneously has free rent. So, he's getting back on his feet and uh, and he says, you know, I can't overstate how grateful I am for this opportunity and how determined I am to make the most of it. So, apparently, he's uh, just one of over 1,000 success stories and, um, And I'm wondering if something like this exists in Australia, because this is in 15 different cities across uh, the states and they're expanding uh, in the future. I'm wondering how, like, how quickly we can transfer their success over here.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Like you know how sometimes one country does something really well and it takes ages for it to like finally dribble through and start taking <laughs> effect in other countries.
0: Well, we need to be talking about it. We need to be highlighting, yeah. you know, stories like this because that's how you make these kind of things happen. That's how you spark ideas in people's minds and Get things moving. So let's just keep highlighting yeah. it, keep pushing it, and hopefully it will be something that will actually take place sooner rather than later. You and know, if, this, yep. if you've got a proven track record yeah. of good success, then you know what's holding you back. What's ninety
1: three percent don't re-enter homeless services? That's just an amazing number. So <laughs> sh- shelters to shutters. If you want to Google it, if you want to keep talking about it, if you're in this field, have a look at that. What they're doing their model. It's very successful and a great way to both. Um, uh, help homelessness and uh, um, unemployment Lyle, well, a little bit of a little bit of a fluff story mm-hmm. if you worked as a pizza delivery man
0: yes,
1: what would be the furthest you would go to deliver a pizza
0: Well it depends what people are paying for it well i i'd, I'd drive I'd drive under Western Australia if someone was going to pay ha <laughs> <laughs> It would want to be a fairly hefty fee, but, uh, yeah, why not? I'd take it to the broom.
1: Let's say you're not going to get paid any more than usual.
0: You know, I've never done pizza delivery. My son did it for a while, uh, and I don't know what the the rate is, but it would be based on that rate as to whether it was economically viable. There would be a formula.
1: Which most pizza shops have. They have a radius, and outside of that they don't deliver. You've got to come get it. (laughs) Right. No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Daniel's here in the studio with us right now He's like, yeah, me There's no one delivers to my place
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where do you live? At a Greta oh. oh, it is Greta
0: someone, someone needs to start a, 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 pizza,
3: a, pizza, a pizza joint in Greta How is
1: greeter. there no pizza joint in Greta?
3: No, they've had plenty, but they just don't last
1: Oh, it's a sad truth. so this is your fault because you don't support them. So really, why are you blaming them? <laughs> okay, okay. Try to support a local one. just, <laughs> just did like their product, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about like Domino's? You know Domino's now do vegan pizzas, right?
3: Oh, yeah. I, we, we've had to explore that because my uh, my daughter's actually uh, lactose intolerant. So we've had to oh, wonderful.
1: The, yeah, the bases. Did the she like The more expensive it? bases, which is great.
3: Yeah, yeah. Because like, we'll they pay do gluten-free as well now, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is good. No, we, we go to Pizza Hut, honestly, because I think their product's better. That's Are right. they vegan yet? Shameless plug for Pizza Hut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can vote for Pizza Hut there. Okay, so get this is the craziest thing, right? So an 18-year-old pizza worker, he's been praised for going above and beyond the call of duty after he broke the restaurant's um, delivery rule to deliver a pizza <clears throat> to a family who was living three and a half hours away. 362 kilometers is how far he delivered this pizza and before you be like you know is this kid crazy was this like a a computing mistake this is a beautiful story so the lady and uh, husband and wife Julia and Rich Morgan um they had been uh, reminiscing about their favorite pizza which was all the way in another city at Steve's Pizza Place Uh, had been 25 years since they'd lived in the city but they still loved this pizza more than any other pizza in the world I understand that sentiment and um they were planning to go there for her birthday, for like a holiday, just to you know get some pizza. Um, but unfortunately, she got diagnosed with cancer, and so they were in the ICU. Um, the holiday had to be scrapped, and some one of their one of their family members called up the pizza shop. And, uh, and asked him what would it take to deliver it and the guy was like do you know what forget it I'm coming over tonight so that night after he closed up the shop at midnight jumps in his car drives three and a half hours with two fresh peaches pizzas delivers them to the hospital how beautiful is that
4: you are my joy you are my song you are the way the one I'm drawing from, you are my refuge, my whole life long. Where else would I go? Surely, my God is the strength of my soul. Your love defends me, your love defends me. And when I feel all along your love defends me, your love defends me. Yeah. Day after day, night after night.
0: guys, you're listening to Matt Mayer with Your Love Defends Me here on Faith FM. Mon, do we have another clue for our quiz?
1: Yes, there's always another clue for the quiz. Until we run out of the clues and there's no more clues. What number am I? You're not any closer to figuring this out, are you? No, I haven't got it. <laughs> no. This is the number of days Israel went without water after crossing the Red Sea.
0: Ooh, a little bit closer. Still don't have it though.
1: Yes, give us a call if you know the answer. We will give you double prizes until Lyle figures That's it out.
0: A, okay, so this narrows it down. That's a fairly small number because you can only go a certain distance without water.
1: Well, you never uh, know. In
0: fact, I have an idea in, in my head and I'm 90% sure that I've got the right one. Um, but yeah, even, even human beings can't last long without water. And in the desert, well, we know here because we live in a dry country, you can't go more than, you know, on a hot day in the desert, eight hours, you're done, you got no water. That is very true. Plenty of people that have broken down and thought, Oh, I'll just walk to civilization. Yeah, not. <laughs> Dead on the side of the road.
1: Alright, give us a call 1-800-FAITH-FM 1-800-324-843 Today's prize is a wonderful book called At Jesus' Feet The Story of Mary Magdalene
0: Oh, that's a cool mm. story Is that one the, the one by Doug Baxter? Doug Baxter, yes Beautiful really,
1: book. Really,
4: really, yeah. really good book Yeah, it's
1: going to be one of my Amazing. all-time favourite books Beautiful one I've read it multiple times So yeah, definitely worth looking up your Bible stories right now To find out what number is the number to get the quiz right
0: Okay, so I've got a story this morning uh, that is brought to us by Anthony Hannon, head of epigenetics at the Florey Institute of Neuroscience. So, this is a very scientific story this morning. I like scientific stories. We had quite a few of them. This, yeah, it's been a sciencey week, hasn't it? It has. And maybe even the sciencey fortnight. Ever since I went to the Creation Science Foundation, You've um, just been switched uh, ministry, on to science. So should, I've been, uh-huh. science stories have been just jumping out at me. But this is <laughs> this is very cool. So it's all about epigenetics, and what they've found is that children of uh, veterans, uh, military veterans, have a higher suicide rate than the general population.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah. Okay. Now they've always assumed that that's because of environmental factors created by PTSD. Um, growing up in a family where uh, the father has PTSD. Mm -hmm. What they have now found is that it is more than just the environmental factors because PTSD is passed on to the children through DNA, through the male sperm. Wow. Wow. Go figure.
1: That's incredible.
0: That is just amazing. You know, the human body, it just it just staggers me. You know, we are always learning something new about yeah, what true. goes on in the human body. And it's like, how does that how does that and even- information
1: happen? transfers we one of the most mind-boggling because you know you take such a small, tiny, minute thing, and there's so much information packed into it.
0: And there's always, you know, there's the everlasting debate debate that goes on between environmental factors versus Um, You're born with it. Factors, Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. you know,
0: and some people lean more towards you're born with it. Some people lean more towards oh, it's purely environmental. And the more we learn, the more we learn, it is both. Yeah, it's true. But you know, you would never expect a father's PTSD to be passed to the children through his DNA.
1: It's just. Do you know what, Lyle? This is another reason why war is such a bad idea
0: probably a lot of reasons why war is a bad idea it's,
1: it's just one of like a yeah. growing pile and this is this is what i've already said this but the, the fallout from war from war just lasts generations and generations and generations <clears throat> and i definitely think oh do you know what that means about, i must have some ptsd in my genes then because my grandfather was at war
0: What? Well, there you go yeah there's every possible
1: yeah, see, what you about got, you do you have you got PTSD, ptsd in your dna, DNA?
0: Yeah, well... Uh,
1: <coughs> oh, you've got a bit of mystery in your... My, uh, <laughs> I, I got lots of mystery in my DNA. <laughs>
0: it's a... Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, a, a swill a swil bucket, put it that way. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, my grandfather fought in Rabaul and places like that, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, was nearly blown sky high and got away by the skin of his teeth. Um, so, yeah, there probably is. So it's interesting, you know, because it can pass down through both the sperm or the egg, mm-hmm. um, and it, both the sperm and the egg can carry uh, memories of environmental exposure. So you have memories of in, in your in your DNA of environmental exposure that your parents went through.
1: That is just incredible. Is not that mind blowing? It's just it's just. <laughs> Do well, you know what? That probably means that nobody on the planet is without some sort of PTSD throwback in their DNA. Because how, like, who can say that they don't well, have think, someone I think in that, their history I think that's that the further told, you get from it... the probably the lesser than the effect. Yeah, exactly. But how many... Like, it's going to be like, what, another 10, 20, maybe only two years before they discover that it goes down from generation to generation to generation. I reckon it's probably no, far no, more no, reaching let's, than let's, we let let's,
0: let's not get too carried away here.
1: Well, that's what the, that's what they said before they did this study. It's
0: true. But let's stay with the study. Okay, fine. <laughs> let's not go any further than the study and the study deals with one generation so far this is um, research that uh, has taken place initially with mice um, seems to they stressed all these ma- mice out to see what would happen and then they mm-hmm. let those mice breed and then they studied the offspring of those mice and they've got it coming down through one generation I would, my, my hunch would be that it would be a lot less you know, it would significantly decrease you know, and probably disappear after the fourth generation that's just my hunch, you know, going on, going on a biblical principle there. Yeah, the I was going to say, why fourth? Wife, fourth <laughs> <laughs> the Bible speaks being passed down to the third and fourth generation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the sins of the fathers. That's interesting. In fact, I should dig out my Bible and find that verse. Um, I can you can multitask. I get m- that one up. It's I'll in Exodus. Up. Exodus. I think 33, the sins of the fathers passing down to the third and the fourth um, generation. And then when you find it, pass it to me and I will read it.
5: Oh, oh I see how it is. I want to read this
1: one. I see how it is. Okay.
3: Does the uh, sorry, does the study say anything about the the memories actually being created? Do people have the memories themselves because they see it or is it just a state of they have the fear yeah. from knowing No, that? they
0: don't actually have a, a mental image of what took place. Um, what the, the what the memory is is um, the the responses to certain environmental events will be the same. So uh yeah, you, you're talking about um, during the break there hypervigilance, hypervigilance and those kind of things mm-hmm. and uh, and so you've been in the police force for what seven no, years? seven years seven years in yeah. the police force, and so there's every likelihood that your children will be more vigilant than the average children that are out there, and something to be aware of, um, something that they will be more susceptible to um, anxiety as a result of that uh, extra vigilance. so yeah. Um, not something to freak out over, but definitely something to be aware of. Okay, so the Bible says...
1: Exodus 34, verse, verse seven, 7. Yes, yeah. the iniquity
0: of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children under the third and fourth generation. Mm-hmm. And you sort of look at that and wonder, well, how does that even take place? Because God does... The very. The Bible is very, very clear that you're not held guilty for something that your parents did. That's right. Um, and the parents aren't held guilty for something that their children did. But here you've got sin being passed on down through, and what we find now it's not just environmental; it's not just learned. It actually can come down through the DNA and the genes, um, leaving us with a uh, a predisposition to. So it's not the
1: it's not it's not the um you don't have the the guilt of the sin, but you have the effects of the sin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so if
0: so, if you get an example here, and they and they just pulled out this example, um, this this man Chris Edwards, and I think he's come up with something very cool here. Um, his father was served in Bougainville, had PTSD, was an alcoholic, so he's got both the environmental factors as well as the genetic factors combined in. Um, he then inherits a certain level of that same PTSD, uh, which then drives him to a point where he hits rock bottom. He was about to commit suicide. One of his friends noticed that he hadn't been on social media for a couple of days and apparently he was a, an avid social media person and just sent him a text message. You know, he's, he's there about to commit the act and his phone goes ding and his message just, are you okay? Wow. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Saved his life. Wow. You know, Lord. We need to um, to remember that. But he's created a wearable device that tracks biometric data um, so that, that uses biometric data to track your moods and your stress levels. And so... If, uh, if your stress levels go to you know, something that's considered to be low, it will take you through breathing exercises to calm yourself back down. Moderate, it will direct you in the uh, direction of meditation. I could suggest some really great uh, um, Bible passages that he might be able to add into that machine mm-hmm, to meditate mm-hmm. on. <coughs> um, <coughs> if they go high, it sends out a message to uh, his mates and um, ex-service organizations and so forth so a whole bunch of uh, people will get a message saying that uh, yeah
1: chris is feeling anxious right now yeah i had no idea that you could track like the the emotion around your body like that i mean it makes sense you know with all the electricity in your system but that's incredible that yeah that's a really good idea i'm all for that okay
0: so just really quickly finishing off with this this is something that ellen white spoke about 153 years ago. Now, you may never have heard of Ellen White, but she was a significant uh, woman here in the um, Lake Macquarie and uh, Newcastle region for many, many years in the 1800s and was consistently well over 100 years ahead of her time. Anyway, we're going to move on uh, at this particular time, and this is Holy Star with Psalms 23. Guys, that was Holly Star with Psalms 23 here on Faith FM. And uh, as we continue with the show, we have another clue for the quiz. Uh,
1: yes. Friends are bringing off the hook for this one. What number am I? David had this many options of what type of punishment he would receive because he took a census.
0: Okay. I was right last time.
1: Write it down if you think you know the answer. Yeah, you got it right. Okay, so there's one quiz prize available now at Jesus's Feet, the story of Mary Magdalene written by Doug Batchelor. Beautiful book. If you knew the answer to this prize, give us a call now, 1-800-FAITH-FM or you can text us. The number is 491 and we will send you the prize today.
0: Okay, so we have uh, Daniel Collier joining us in the studio here today. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, as we mentioned a little bit earlier... Daniel is a former member of the police force. How long have you uh, been officially out of the police force now? Uh, I was just charged on the 23rd of August this year. Okay, so oh, not yeah. too long ago. Fresh so out. you can uh, give us lots of uh, first-hand uh, accounts and stories, I'm sure, of uh, different adventures that you had while in the police force. Oh, and, most certainly. Uh, we certainly uh, support our, um, our, our coppers here at, uh, at Faith FM and the amazing work that they do and attempt to do and all those kind of things. So, can I just uh, ask
1: a question? Sure. How many donuts do you eat?
0: You know what? I was so disappointed when I first got to the
3: station. <laughs> no donuts. Not donut in sight.
1: <laughs> it's a myth. I knew it. It was. It
3: was frustrating. Apparently, uh, a baker used to supply a lot of baked goods to the station uh, every morning, fresh, uh-huh. and it was oh. high quality product. And one morning, he came in with a, a bunch of gear, and one of the officers uh, turned up and said, "Oh, where's the where's the cream buns?" And he said, oh, "I didn't make them this morning. Oh, you can't can't bring them without the cream buns." And the guy sort of th- looked at him and went. Yeah, okay. Well,
0: never mind then. Walked out and never brought him back.
1: <laughs> oh, no That guy way. should have been fired.
0: It was... It was. And that was before he w- my time. So he would have been a very unpopular person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> thanks for setting the
3: standard. That's they're just like, rude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah Coppers and, yeah. and, and, and donuts, they just seem to go together.
3: But even when I was working at, at Cessnock, they opened the 7-Eleven they had the Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm. And we walk in and we buy them and, you, and they're looking at it and you think, there's got to be some <laughs> kind of joke already. Just <laughs> spill it already. Everyone's <laughs> thinking it. Everyone's I, thinking it. I'm usually preempted. I walk and just go look the the. It's not necessarily true, but I just like donuts. <laughs> who doesn't doesn't just have to be police? I mean, really, come on. now.
1: I gotta tell you, if I ever considered getting a job in the police force, donuts would be pretty high on the incentive list. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great.
0: Mon, mon, mon. What are we going to do with you? Feed me donuts. What,
1: wasn't wasn't what, what
0: what? Aren't you the one who was on a juice fast for like two months? What trying to get your health what? back in and reset I've joined reset, the gym, Lyle. I've joined the gym. All that kind of thing. I need to remind you about this every now and then.
1: Oh dear. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, my, my my homemade donuts are the best donuts ever. I could make you some.
0: I think I'll have to take you up on that offer.
1: Yeah. If no, I'd known there I was a, it. was gonna be a copper here today, I would have made them. I would have made I, donuts for us all.
0: I didn't know that you could make homemade donuts, there you go.
1: What? You can make anything.
0: Okay, so we want to talk to Daniel about uh, some of his experiences and stories. And one of the things that was sort of you know going through my mind as I, as um, you know as, as I was thinking about this interview today was that you know when you look at the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments are, um, are super simple, super straightforward. Um, you can you can teach the t- the Ten Commandments to a three year old. That's true. And they can memorize them. Yeah. You know, i That's how ridiculously it. yeah my kids knew the Ten Commandments off by heart when they were like three. Yeah. Um, that's how ridiculously simple they are. And then you compare that with the laws of Australia, which if you printed them all out, you know, they wouldn't fit in the studio. They wouldn't fit in the, uh, really? in the production room. They would just fill this place with paper. <laughs> and yet uh, God's laws are so simple. Yeah, now, it's frustrating
3: because with the the amount of regulations and acts and other parts of legislation that are covered, there's it's, it's essentially a, a fine for just about everything.
1: So, how, how much of the law have you memorised as a policeman? Because I've often wondered this. Because you know how sometimes people talk about like, oh, a policeman came over or he checked my car or something, but he didn't notice this necessarily, he probably didn't know that law. And I'm like, well, how many laws are they supposed to memorise?
3: It depends on the circumstances. Um, the, the main things you want to recognise is things in the Crimes Act, so that covers a lot of the assaults and oh, Okay. Yep, yep. the Domestic Violence Act, which is pretty prominent considering the circumstances surrounding domestic violence in the, the local area in Australia in, in general. Oh, that's sad. Um, traffic. Drugs, mm-hmm. they all got the different acts and different sections for it. So you have to learn different parts of it. But a lot of the times, I mean, you, you, you generally turn up to a job and go, somebody's done wrong here. There's been an offence committed. I know that at least we can take them back and, and then figure out what the correct one is. Because when you go to stealing, for example, or larceny, there's about eight or nine different subsections for larceny. Wow. So if you're working at a shop and someone walks in and wants to buy a product, and they give you $10 for the, the item and you... Put it straight in your pocket. That's one type. If you put it in the till, then take it out later. That's another type. Oh, really? If you hide it somewhere else, and it goes on and on. There's multiple different ways of it. It's not just taken from a store. It can be as a cloak or so That's so
1: interesting because the Bible's like, do not steal. Let's move on. (laughs) One
0: one covers it all. Oh, that's three words. Yeah, three words. That's
1: it. It's true.
0: And and, and in reality, all of it is just uh, stealing. Now, some people look at the Bible and they say, you know, the Bible is um, full of uh, arbitrary um, moral absolutes, whereas we should just, you know, follow the morality of do no harm. And if we follow the morality of do no harm – Um, then, uh, you know, we don't need to worry about what the Bible says. I have always argued that biblical morality is the principle of do no harm. Mm. And then when God says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, and don't do this, he's actually saying, do no harm. Now, Daniel, what I wanted to get was your professional opinion on whether this is actually the case or not. Is the Bible just full of moral, uh, arbitrary moral absolutes, or when the Bible says, you know, don't steal, don't lie and these kinds of things is the Bible trying to protect us from harm <clears throat> and do, and do people destroy their own lives you know because because people people might look at some yeah. of these things and say okay it might hurt somebody else a little bit but they're insured so it doesn't matter uh, but pe- do people destroy their own lives by doing
3: things? yeah because it
1: would be a, do no harm to your God do no harm to others and do no harm to yourself hmm.
3: yeah hundred percent a lot of people it's that, that morality is missing. Like They can apply, they can make the application for the, the certain laws and the certain ideas, but they don't actually have the, the backing for it and the moral standing inside of them to do it for the right reasons. They just do it because it's viewed as a good thing to do as opposed to doing it just for it being the right thing. Um, I had a guy who stole an entire trolley full of um, shopping, meat and fruit and products, wheeled it back to his home by the time we got there, and he'd already got rid of it. We knew he was there. We yep. figured out who it was from the footage. Yep. Uh, turned up to the house and wanted the, the property back, and he said, no, nah, it's gone. Cool. Don't care. You're not getting it. Like, well, you've been done for stealing before plenty of times. This is your fifth, sixth, whatever time it was. A lot of money had gone. He said, you'll, you'll probably go to jail for this. He said, fine, don't care. He just wanted to... like, He, he was doing it for his right reason, which was supplying food for a family. Mm-hmm. But as he said before, he, he took the route of, well, I can take this and they'll get covered for it and it's not an issue. Mm-hmm. Instead of knowing what he was doing was wrong. I mean, it's... in this day and age there are more support services than ever in the world to help people but they still want to resort to walking Correct. out taking something because they haven't had a i'd argue they haven't had a, a good enough upbringing when it comes to being taught morality yeah mm-hmm. m- biblical morality um, and they just see something and walk in and take it and go this is mine now mm-hmm. instead of wanting to earn it and work for it and do the right thing um, which which does it causes a great downfall in their life because it becomes a slippery slope they start with something small and then progress it's and,
1: very interesting that you should say it has to do with their upbringing yeah because yeah, I do believe morality is something that needs to be taught to student I mean to kids
0: yeah absolutely hey there's another there's another um, issue that I want to talk about very quickly and that is um, you know the Bible talks about for instance um, you know alcohol is a mocker, a strong drink is raging whoever's deceived by it is not wise you know if it's if it's fermented don't even look at it I got a friend who um, who works with the ambos um, he's a paramedic and he told me that essentially if you took alcohol and drugs out of the community, he would be relegated to um, patient transport, that's it. What would you say about that? Yeah, one i one how of much, How much of your work involved alcohol and drugs yeah. or, or was caused by and etc. So if you took those out of the community, just those two things, alcohol and drugs, well, they're both the same thing because they're both a drug. You take the drugs out of the community, um, would that put you guys out of a job? We'd be in a utopia.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. when i first got in uh there was it, just about every job that came through would have some reference to alcohol it'd be oh. looking at uh, not kidding 70 75 percent of the jobs were this person's causing trouble this person's assaulted this person this person's done this they appear to be intoxicated and they'd say ip which is intoxicated person um as time went on that changed to ice oh. right maybe drug affected or they appear to be on ice or there seems to be something wrong with them and and it's it's so prevalent and it's so cheap and easy to manufacture um and a lot of the the dealers out there
5: they'll
3: take samples of it and go to schools and get their kids or their younger kids to pass it through the gates or give it to their friends at school who try it and then it sort of starts them down that that slippery slope and it gets them younger and younger into having that need for That's it disgusting. the addiction yeah it's horrible so what age
0: group are you seeing kids using ice uh, 11 wow. even younger sometimes yep
3: Yep. Um, and things like marijuana and everything, because so it's very, very accessible, very easy to get. Mm-hmm. Um, because they can produce it for such a cheap price, and then on sell it or give it away, like I said, as samples, kids just get hooked on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you told me the story one time, and I wonder if you could just um, share it with us again of uh, um, a situation that you came across where um, um, a man was affected by alcohol and had done a terrible thing. Um, but, you know, he wasn't actually a terrible person. It's just that um, alcohol can, you know, lower your inhibitions and end up with people in a bad place. I wonder whether you could share that story.
3: Yeah, sure. We got called to a house uh, and the, the man had assaulted his wife pretty horribly. She, if you found out, that she cheated on him. And he'd sort of lost the plot after drinking one night. they having a nice, it was actually, they had a, a couple of friends over for a party. So the party went downhill pretty quickly. Um, he assaulted her quite viciously. I turned up with uh, my partner at the time. Um, walked in the house. She was face down on the floor. The two friends were hovering over her. They said, help her out. And I said, no, the embos are outside. I'm not going to touch her medically because it's not my my specialty. My specialty is, is law. Mm. And I said, where is he? He said, in the, in the side room. So I walked through the house with my partner and we got to the child's bedroom and he had two daughters there. And moved him away from the door and I stood at the doorway and he was sitting on the bed with his really, really young son, like two years old. And uh, he straight away turned up spun around clenched his fists raised his hands up and said get out of my house I said mate i'm not going anywhere we've got to sort this out and you've got to talk to me and we had a dialogue for a while and i kept telling him you can't we can't go anywhere i can't just walk away we need to deal with this situation you need to come to terms with what's happened and luckily enough i was able to talk him down because i'm not the most imposing physically <laughs> big person this guy was six foot something and wide big big person uh and ex-military and um so he got aggro and I Got my uh my capsom spray out and he said gas me I've done it done it before I've been in the military I've done the courses went, well, that's not a good plan then so I quietly <laughs> yeah. put it back and I kept talking to him and I put my hand behind my back and I sort of did a tring- uh, trigger trigger uh, sort of uh, signed to my partner he unhooked his electronic control weapon which is the taser I suppose mm-hmm. and he put it in my hands and I'm like oh thank goodness he knew what I was talking about cause yeah. <laughs> so if he the big guy came at me I'd just pop it into him and try and make the connection and. and stop him from going further but we were able to talk and luckily enough i could uh i could i talked him down uh to a certain degree then i had to get a um a senior officer to turn up because he's ex-military he respected the rank on the officer's shoulder yep and as soon as he saw the rank he said oh you are equivalent in the military he said yeah basically i am oh, okay no worries well th- sorry sir but i can't do this sir and he really regressed back to his military mm. training and mm-hmm. his discipline um and then from there he stood up we handcuffed him, walked into the car, and we had a talk about long range artillery on the way back to the station. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was
0: a completely different person, all the rage had gone he had to calm down. He was chatting to us like a normal dude, okay, so just looking at that 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 whole situation there, you know he calms down he's a normal dude and you sort of think okay in 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 normal circumstances um you know this this would be a decent guy um if if alcohol had not been a part of that party. In your opinion, would he have um, assaulted his wife as, as viciously as what he did? Yeah, no, I don't think so at all. I think it played a big big role in it because
3: it. it we, we do the training for the um, the BAS course, which is <clears throat> basically the breath testing course at the station. So you pick someone up on the roadside with a reading of alcohol, blood alcohol in their system. You take them back to the station, put them on the big machine. It tests it and gives you a, a correct reading of what their blood alcohol concentration is in their blood um we do the studies on that and it shows the way that the alcohol affects chemically into the brain and changes people's perceptions and ideals mm-hmm. um and i think he like i said he was a he was a nice guy that did a bad thing he said to me in the in the cells afterwards he goes oh look i appreciate you not treating me like a criminal i said when well, you're not a criminal you're a you know decent guy that did a horrible thing now you've got to really come to come to terms with it make amends with it basically and, and sort of move past it and try and was he able it. to do so yeah they stayed together Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think he was from the UK, so they moved back over to the UK, and that was it. Uh, the that. court matter never went ahead because they're out of the country.
0: Yep. She never wanted to press with it. So. Yeah, yep. And, and, and really, you've got two things that are coming into play there. You know, thou shalt not commit adultery, and don't touch alcohol. The Bible says both mm. of those things, and if neither of them had been present, you know, you just bring the Bible into the mix, and it's an event that would never have taken place. And you've got some really decent people, you know, to all intents and purposes that. Uh, have just fallen into a um into a bad spot as a result of you know turning away from scripture, you know yeah. the Bible is there as a safeguard I'm surprised that he honestly didn't kill her it, right so with
3: the same thing the intent to kill there yeah shall not kill we can look at that
0: as another one too, yep yep, yep, which would never have happened, it would never have gone that far. Without um, you know those those two influences that we that we talked about right there, Daniel, it's um it's it's so interesting that time went very very fast. But we'll be back in just a moment.
6: In the love that hides between the two, and I know I'm not afraid to call this home, and I know that you aren't too. And you fall down in the light, in the blinding light. Bye And I heard that you are too It's you who knows the truth and the meaning of life So we're protected and leaning Don't be heeding these lies Proceeding through every direction you're leading It's you who knows the truth and the meaning of life So we're protected and leaning on
5: Oh Lord, I come. I come before your throne. Just as I've known, I long to know you more and more. I hear your knock Lord I'll open the store just to be by you. And if I want life, I'll count this life lost Anchor my soul, don't let me drift away And if I want peace, I'll come to the King And if I want release, then you'll have to be the Anchor of my soul, don't let me drift away and Jesus, I will stay With you Yes, I will stay With you Now that I've begun I build the rays of the sun Father, I'm a man By your glory To let your love shine I live my life down there